Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and normally I'd be giving you your fast, fun hit of sport for the day, but today is different. Today, as the sporting world is still shaking off the disbelief, we pay tribute in scorecard fashion to the king of spin, Shane Keith Warren. It's easy to read the headlines, and we all make a few mistakes along our journey. Uh, I've made plenty. I think the most important thing with me, I've never pretended to be something I'm not. Last Friday, the Aussie cricketing community was still coming to grips with the passing of the great Rod Ironglove's Marsh. And that's a brilliant catch, a beautiful catch by Marsh, taking it almost out of Ian Chappell's hands. At the age of 74, it felt too soon for Marsh to have left us. And then on Saturday morning, while we were still just regaining our footing... Australia awoke this morning to the devastating news of the passing of one of our favourite sons, Shane Keith Warne. Shane Warne. The greatest leg spinner of all time, gone at 52. Warren continuing. Yes! Oh, he's got him! It's a quarter! Yes, he has! He's got him! It's a hat trick! Yes, he's gone! He's gone! It's a hat trick! That's a hat trick to Shane Warren. A great moment in his career. What a catch by David Boone. The first ever bowler to take 700 test wickets. There isn't a cricketing list or honour board of any worth that doesn't bear his name. From his test debut in 1992 until his retirement in 2007, the mere presence of Shane Warne's name on the team list provided an assumption of victory for Aussie fans and instilled a sense of dread for the world's best batsman at the other end of the pitch. It's been almost 30 years since the ball of the century and England's Mike Gatting is still trying to figure out how it hit the stumps. First ball in test cricket in England for Shane Warne. And he's done it. He started off with the most beautiful delivery Gatting has absolutely no idea what has happened to it he still doesn't know there's not a young cricketer who didn't at some point try to emulate Warney's iconic delivery pattern a walking approach a couple of faster steps a little hop the left arm goes up the tongue pokes out before cocking the right wrist and attempting to land a leg break that would pitch and turn back onto the stumps just like Shane beautiful bowling and good luck to any youngster who thought that they could conquer Warney's mythical flipper. Oh! Got him, the flipper. He was too conservative today, Hansi Cronier. He was looking at a defensive frame of mind and the flipper was spot on. Superb bowling. Maybe Warney's greatest achievement was making cricket's most difficult discipline look so effortless that we all thought we could grow up to be leg spinners. But as all those young cricketers discovered, imagining being able to bowl like Shane Warne is about as close as anyone will ever get. And when you took the ability to flight and spin and fizz the cricket ball like no other and put it into a blonde-haired, zinc-nose, earring-sporting, trash-talking Australian package, the result was must-watch cricket. This was a man so in control of his mastery that he famously, while mic'd up bowling for the Melbourne Stars in the Big Bash in 2011, told the broadcasters exactly how he planned to dismiss Brendan McCullum, who was batting for the Brisbane Heat at the time. What about to McCullum, Shane? I've been trying to shake the sweep one after that first one, or maybe even go inside out again a bit harder, so I might try and slide one in there. Fast. But if Shane Warne had just been the world's greatest spin bowler, he wouldn't have left such an impact because the king was so much bigger than the sport he dominated. Warney lived his life like he secretly knew he might be making an early departure. 
post-cricket, he turned his attention to his other passions, golf, poker, charity work, his own brand of gin, and most recently, the release of an Amazon documentary appropriately and simply titled Shane. You have to make sacrifices to be an international sportsman, and to be the best, you've got to be selfish. Cricket was always my number one priority. That doesn't mean I didn't value my family, but they were second. No angel, but he never said he was. Controversial and charismatic in equal measure. From hanging out with Michael Jordan for Nike promotions to cameos on Kath and Kim where he played Wayne, a Shane Warne impersonator. This is Wayne. Hello, Spunky. Sorry I'm late. Why didn't you call or SMS me? I don't know how to text. I don't even have a mobile. So do you get much work? Oh, never stop. Weddings, parties, bucks, hens. Warnie would sue me if he knew the money I was making off him. Name me another cricketer relevant enough that Coldplay would drag them onto stage to play the harmonica. I see a person who used to be part of an amazing gang, amazing team, who's now just wandering Australia lost and lonely. <laughs> and we wanted to join our band. Shane, come on into our band, man. Come on, man. Let's bring Shane on. Let's get him back in the gang. From high-profile romances to unashamed hair loss prevention. The only thing that worries me is hair loss. That's why I saw Advanced Hair Studio. Warnie owned it all. Because that's where he was at his best, in the spotlight. In today's age of social media, if the measure of a person is the diversity of people who tweet about their passing, Warnie wins. Cricketers across the planet, Sir Viv Richards, Kevin Peterson, and beyond the cricket world, Kylie Minogue, Russell Crowe, Kelly Slater, Mick Jagger. But global superstars aside, it was his cricketing teammates who knew him best and who've been hit the hardest by his passing. His first captain, Alan Border, speaking to Fox Sports. I've been better, I've got to say. I uh, haven't had a lot of sleep since uh, one o'clock last night. I just couldn't believe it when I first heard the news and oh, I shed a few tears. Another captain of his and close friend, Ricky Ponting, speaking to Channel 7. I remember sort of halfway through my career when we turned up to do coaching clinics and whatever else. Every young kid in Australia wanted to be Shane Warne and wanted a bowl leg spin. In the wake of Saturday's tragic news, Victorian Premier Dan Andrews has offered Warren's family a state funeral so that his home state that he was so proud of can pay appropriate tribute to the man. But perhaps more significantly, Andrews announced that the great southern stand at Warren's beloved MCG will be renamed the SK Warren Stand. What an honour for the stand. A lasting tribute to the man that changed cricket for the better. Everyone is good at something. You've got to find out what you're good at. Uh, I was good at bowling leg spin. I was a late developer, but I worked pretty hard to, to try and be the best version of myself I could be. And I think, I think I got there. And while we all feel like we have a special connection to Shane, my thoughts are with Shane's kids, Brooke, Summer and Jackson. Because while we've lost the king of spin, they've lost their dad. In 2007, the legendary English interviewer Michael Parkinson had Warney on as a guest. And Parkinson's introduction from that interview actually serves as the perfectly worded outro for this special Shane Warne edition of The Scorecard. Since his retirement, even his critics have been forced to concede they're going to miss him. And so will we all, and for a long time, because if we see his like again, we'll be very lucky. Fact is, he's unique, he's irreplaceable. Ladies and gentlemen, Shane Warne.